This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 279. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, and this is a Colored Pencil Podcast. I'm excited to welcome back to the microphone on the other side today, Barb Soderopoulos. Barb, how are you today? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Awesome. It's so good to have you back again. We're going to talk about something that I don't think I've ever talked about before. And uh, this is uh, given to us by way of one of our uh, listeners. She called in. And she's got this question. So this is another in our question call-in series. So let's go ahead and listen to the question right now. Hi, John. Uh, This is Jay. Um, Every Monday, I look forward uh, to your podcast. And uh, I thank you for everything that you do. Um, I was wondering if you could offer some tips on how to uh, license your artworks and what to expect. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that question, Jay, and I really appreciate it. If you want to get your question on the show, then all you have to do is submit one. You don't have a chance of having it aired on the show and answered unless you submit, right? Makes sense. So go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. There is a banner over on the right-hand side. Click on that. You'll have an opportunity to record a voicemail. You can always just do it through your email. Just do a voice memo and wrap it up. Send it over to podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can also call 513-301-0005. All right, Barb. So I, I'm so glad you're on the show here with me to answer this for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of answer it a little bit, but I don't know much about it. So you're, you're doing the phone a friend option. Yeah, that's right. Phone a friend. <laughs> I've only got two, three, maybe five more levels. All right. Oh, I so, thought you were going to be like, I only have two, three, five more friends. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> no, it'd be narrow, more narrow than that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure right. that's not true. <laughs> I, got, I got my mom and I've got a lot of brothers. Ah, <laughs> I mean, listen, if you don't have your mom, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, all oh, right. Boy. So, this is a question that comes up, though, often. I, I have to say that. I never really knew what to say. I mean, I, I know a little bit about this, but usually this question is phrased like, uh, you know, how can I start selling on mugs and, uh, you know, iPhone cases and things like that? They're, they're just wanting to know how to get started, like uh, with some of the Creative Commons licensing for like Redbubble and things like that to be able to just get their artwork on some uh, product, some marketable good that, you know, they can um, offer to an audience, which I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to find out if anyone is really, um, you know, doing real well at that. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people are, but it just never seemed like a, a real appealing option to me. And so I really haven't gone down that road to try to offer you know, my artwork to be sold on a pillow or something. But uh, I guess we can talk about that. I do know that there are people that uh, there are artists that that do that and they have it available on their website. Um, So have you done that, Barbara? Do you 
do you do that? Do you make your artwork available in uh, all these different forms and all, yeah, yeah, I do actually. Um, I use I use Society Six. Society Six, that's right. Yeah, I use Society Six personally. I did start with Redbubble okay. uh, years ago, okay. and then I can't remember the reason why I switched. Um, but anyways, I switched to Society Six, and um, not they've a whole actually, lot of difference in any of these, right? I mean, Fine Art America. Not, and, I, I mean. mean not really. So the, one of the differences is that Fine Art America, um, and I'm not sure if this has changed since because I haven't been on there in a little while, but they um, they allowed you to actually make your artwork available to license for TV shows. So if oh, for okay. some reason there's going to be um, artwork in the background, um, like yeah. in a in a framed picture or something like that, um, you could also license it. So like if people want to have... Um, a screen on in the background at like a party or something and have uh, rotating images they, uh, you can license okay. it for that so um yeah so I, i've done that i've sold i like i have some of my artwork available um on other items and that sort of thing uh i guess what i would say is there's two there's two different ways to look at licensing so i guess let's mm -hmm. just talk about the the kind of more common society six red bubble type right, things right. first um i would say you know it, you kind of have to be a little bit careful with it in the sense that not everything you create is going to be appropriate for certain products. So if you yeah. are, you know, deciding to, uh, you put your artwork on, have some of those items, you may need to sometimes crop it a certain way and you don't necessarily, unless you're just doing prints, you don't necessarily want to include your signature sometimes in things because that might right. actually hurt the sale of it. Um, the idea behind a lot of that stuff is that it's, it's kind of meant to be um, uh, like, they're just products. Like they've gotten society six yeah. spe specifically, sorry, has gotten into doing a lot of home furniture and that sort of thing. Okay. So, um, you know, it, it, depending on the type of artwork you do, like it's certainly if you're doing a lot of portraits and, to some extent landscapes and stuff like that, like it may or may not really be appropriate for that. So right, right. Um, you're, you're kind of talking about a specific almost uh, type or genre of art. There tends yeah. to be a lot of really graphic styled art. And I mean, there's everything on there, but sure. um, you but know, if you, if you drive your, your own traffic to your yes. own little um, store storefront or whatever. Yeah. You know, unless the, unless that would they, be different, I would suppose. Yeah, for sure. And unless they actually decide to feature your work or it um, it starts to trend somehow, yeah. you kind of have to do the work to promote it and to yeah. sell it. So uh, the other thing is to prints are the only thing that you get to determine your profit on um, anything else like mugs any of the actual item things they oh, determine they what your profit that? is. Uh -huh. Yeah. So in some oh, cases like, yeah, in some cases for like a $20 pillow, you're only getting $2 of that or something like yeah, it's, yeah. it's so you'd have to sell a lot of them for it to really be worth it for you. That said, right, if right. there's, if there's demand for your work and you know, you, you know, you've had people say like, oh, I'd love this on a phone case or whatever. And you can, you can choose to, to have certain things available and not. So if you only want to have phone cases available, you can right. do that and you can turn everything else off or, yeah. you know, if you only want pillows or whatever right, you decide, right. you can kind of customize that. So it's not like you're, you're forced into it, but the thing is like, you know, you kind of have to be cognizant of, 
of, you know, do I want my artwork on all of these things? Or are you maybe specifically creating a certain type of artwork for, for that market? Um, yeah. You know, there are certain things are going to sell better than others. So that's something yeah. to take into consideration when you're deciding to do that. Yeah. And two, I think that it probably would make sense if you decide to go down this uh, path and make your artwork available on products, then I think it would probably make more sense that you choose um, and select a few and probably not do 50 different things, you know, because I don't know, maybe I, I, you know, what do I know? I've not done this, but to me, it kind of makes sense because yeah. Otherwise you're just, you know, you're being overwhelming. I went to somebody's YouTube channel and I'm glad I don't remember whose it was because they <laughs> maybe they listened to the show, but anyway, they had just like, you know, I don't know. I, I want to say 50 different things. It probably wasn't. It was probably more like 10 or 15 different products that they, uh, they are offering their artwork on down there below their description of their uh, video. And like, you know, I was just overwhelmed looking at it. Like you can get it on a mug, you can get it on a shower curtain, you can get it on your sheet, you can get it on a duvet cover, you can get it on a placemat, you can get it on a doormat. And, and it just went on and on and on and on. To me, when you present me with too many options, I'm overwhelmed and I just, I just gloss over that. My eyes glaze over and I move along, you know. So yeah. that's just something maybe to keep in mind if you're thinking about going down this path and doing this. Yeah. And I think the thing too, to consider is like I was saying earlier, um, in, in many cases, you don't actually want to include your signature on the artwork. And so the downside of that is you have to hope that somebody remembers it was you. And so this works a lot better for people who are popular or well-known artists, because there's a higher chance of people, you know, either remembering who they are, but if you're talking about somebody who's not specifically coming there to buy your artwork on something, if it's just somebody who happens to be browsing the website, like chances are they're not going to remember. Right. So, uh, it really depends on what your goal is. Like if you're, if you're specifically creating a, a commercial style art to, you know, make some, um, passive income or that sort of thing. Right. Um, you know, I think it can work really well for you. Uh, but I mean, it just kind of depends. But, but it's not a lot of, I mean, the other thing, keep in mind though, it's not a lot of money. So it's not. No, it's really, it's really not. This so, isn't going to be some cash cow for you. Yeah. That said, I mean, if, if you are, you know, in a position where you want to start selling prints of your work and you uh-huh. don't want to necessarily do something like Etsy, where you right. are doing everything from promoting it to printing it and packaging and sending it out. This is a really good option. Say you don't want to actually offer all those other products. You could just do prints. And the good news is like they're high quality. Somebody else is taking care of it for you. And then you get, you get paid for it. So, um, you know, and what, on that point, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, No, that's okay. Um, but on that point before we move on with uh, Etsy though, you can do a print on demand as well. You yeah, know, you can. You could do that as well. I mean, you can, but and, you're still responsible for pay, for printing it. It's not another company that's kind of doing no, it no, for you. No, no, I'm talking about typically. you can't you can't outsource it to a, a print company also. Oh, yeah, you can, but mm. what I'm saying is then again it's it's that whole thing of <laughs> then you're going to get paid less or you're going to have to charge a certain amount oh, yeah. just to recoup those costs and yes, that you, sort of thing. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. There there's one in particular called Guten, Guten or G-O-O-T-E-N. So that is an option. But yeah, you're right. You're still, you know, you're you're playing around with the Etsy algorithms and you're 
you know, you're having to figure out if you want to do the relisting as often as it requires so that you keep moving your ranking up and up and up and that kind of thing. So either way, you're talking about a lot of time involved, I think, at least initially to get something like that working for you. Yeah. And, and what I would say too, is like, I mean, Keller pencil artists, it's not that like the work that we're creating isn't, isn't suitable for that type of thing, but Mm -hmm. because you're on a site with a lot of different people, there's going to be a lot of competition. And so I find from my experience and just kind of what I've seen, the sites that do the best and sell the most, um, tend to be of a certain style or it depends on what the trend is. It depends Mm -hmm. on, you know, I mean, if you're, if you have a large enough audience that you're able to send there either through your social media or whatever, to sort of come and buy your products, it might not matter. But if you're kind of hoping for organic sales or Mm -hmm. hoping for, you know, to kind of be discovered a little bit through there, it's going to be a lot harder. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about print on demand. So we also have uh, a more traditional type of licensing, right? And this is something I, I, I'm nearly a blank slate about this. I know things that I've heard from uh, a few artists that do this, but I don't know much about it. So I'm going to let you kind of tackle this. <laughs> it's my show now. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to go get okay. a cup of coffee. I'll be yeah, back. <laughs> could you? I'll just, I'll take over while you're gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to set my timer. <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so traditional licensing, this, this is kind of, this kind of goes a little bit more into the, uh, the graphic design illustration world. Uh, traditionally speaking, when somebody is licensing your artwork, they're essentially, it's like they're rent, they're renting your artwork. They're paying for the Mm -hmm. usage of your artwork. So, uh, for example, you know, when you see like a Marvel character on a beverage cup at a fast food restaurant, those characters and those images of those characters have been licensed from, Marvel or Disney or, you know, the, the parent company essentially right, to, to right. use them for a certain amount of time with a certain amount of usage and for a certain amount of distribution. So it's the same thing if you're an illustrator, um, you know, somebody potentially could approach you about using, you know, if you've designed a character or a certain artwork for, you know, we talked about mugs and stuff earlier, but that's, that's certainly possible. I mean, if you go into like an urban barn or something like that mm-hmm. and you see, um, you know, they'll have canvases of paintings or whatever that are reproductions. Right, Chances right. are they've licensed that from someone or, you know, you'll see a set of dishes with some artwork on it or that sort of thing that's been licensed. Um, so how that essentially works is <laughs> there's usually a contract involved or there should be a contract there should involved. Be. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> and, and again, it'll, it'll detail all of those things. It'll say, you know, we're going to use this image for so long for this many, you know, this many right. impressions or usages uh-huh. and, uh, you know, only in this market or worldwide or whatever it is. So, and they have the option to actually purchase your artwork outright as well. Um, that doesn't mm-hmm. always happen, but at times they will just pay you a flat fee to purchase your, the rights to your artwork. Mm-hmm. If they don't purchase the, the rights to your artwork, you still retain copyright. But um, again, under the terms of their contract, they can kind of do whatever they want with it. The other thing to consider is that um, chances are it's not going to be, a, oh, we saw this picture on your website. Can we use it for this? Like, 
a lot of times they're essentially hiring you to be an illustrator or a graphic artist or whatever it is. And there's going to be some back and forth. So right. essentially, you know, they could be like, we really like this flower image you did, but we really want it to be like 90 degrees this way or something like, mm -hmm. you know, there's usually a team of people that it's then going through to kind of make the decision. Cause again, you know, if they're putting this on a commercial product, they want to sell it. So right. they need, they're, they're, it's, it's like, it's designed by committee usually. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, it's, it's very rare that they will ever be, um, you know, something approved right out of the gate. So you have to kind of consider right. that too. Like, are you willing to take criticism and work with a company to, you know, uh, do multiple revisions. And, and one yeah. of the things to consider with that too, is if you're primarily a color pencil artist, this might actually not be a great direction for you. Right. Uh, for the simple fact that colored pencil as a medium isn't very forgiving and is very slow. And if they're asking for revisions on things that you've done, it's, you know, usually the turnaround time, depending on what, you know, the, the production schedule is for everything, yeah. like, you know, you don't really have a lot of time to do a turnaround on changes. So, right. um, you, <laughs> if it takes you three days to render something and they yeah. need it two days. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're at the mercy of their schedule and their artistic vision and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're a lot better off. I think probably in most cases, uh, going with a freelancer anyway than hiring in house and using their own staff illustrator uh, to yeah. do some of this work. Let's talk for a second then about uh, that pay schedule, because that's one thing I've heard about it as well, that this is not something that you can turn around and say, okay, now I'm, I'll get paid in 30 days. Most of the time, it's a months and months away, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you could get really lucky too. Like essentially, you're, so how it works is you're paid a royalty on how much that product sells. Sometimes they'll give you a little bit of an upfront cost, but generally speaking, the, the, the money that you make really comes from royalties for the image. So for example, you could have something that sells really well and you can make a lot of money. Um, again, it also depends on what the fee schedule is. So they could pay you out quarterly or yeah. yearly or whatever it is that you decide upon or agree upon. But, you know, at the same time, you might make nothing. I mean, the good news is it's yeah. kind of in their hands to sort of do the promotion for it and stuff. And obviously they have a vested interest in wanting it to oh, sell, yeah. right. but um, it's not a guaranteed income. Again, it, it could, it could do really well or it could do not well. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, if for some people it's like, you know, you could, you could get really lucky and find something that, that just really takes off. But, um, it's, it's not a guaranteed thing and you really just want to be, uh, I guess, cognizant of that going into it. Like if you're kind of like crossing your fingers and hoping this is going to be the thing, it might be, but it might not be. So, right. you know, and, and, and what you, how you've kind of like talked about and determined your royalties too is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say one of the most important things people need to do if they are going to start licensing their work is understand contracts mm -hmm. and understand what, uh, you know, what the royalties are, what the expected rates are. Um, I'm going to show you a book that I also have given a link to. Oh, cool. uh, it's yeah, it's the graphic artists guild handbook and it's oh, essentially, nice. this is an older version of it, but essentially this book has everything in it in terms of 
generally what industry standard rates are for, you know, non-commercial use, commercial uh, use. Uh, gotcha. There's stuff for graphic design and illustration in here, but if you do to decide to go down that path, it's actually really helpful. Um, okay. Unlike the fine art world, it is a little bit more standardized in terms of the fees. I mean, people can kind of still charge what they want depending on their experience in the industry and, you know, how, mm -hmm. how in demand their work is and that sort of thing. But this at least gives you kind of a, a starting point. So, okay. um, so there is it's kind actually, of a, a benchmark or a guideline for, for yeah. Pricing. Yeah, like th there is more so than in the, in the fine art world because yeah. I find in the fine art world it is like the wild west. With oh, pricing. it is, <laughs> <laughs> which Big which time. is yeah. I mean, it's I mean that's a whole other show, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, when it comes to anything commercial, there's there's sort of like the standard rate of pay. That said. Um, you know, you may be in a situation where an opportunity is really good and you want to build a relationship with a brand. Like for uh. example, I did, um, some package, um, artwork for, uh, Stedler and, and you recently did this, right? This was, very I did recently. it. Yeah. It was in February and then everything kind of shut down. So. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, yeah. you know, we had this little pandemic thing oh, happen, yeah. <laughs> just kind of put a wrench in things. It kind of anyway. went global too. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's no big deal. Right. <laughs> anyway. But, so. uh, but that, but that was, well, that was one of the reasons why I thought, thought you would be great at uh, talking about this. So, uh, I'm guessing your knowledge of handling contracts has, has helped. And then you've got your background as uh, a designer. That, what else about this? I mean, what, did you enjoy the process? I mean, I, I mean, like specifically with Stedler, you mean? That yeah, process? yeah, with Stedler oh. when you did yeah, those projects. I mean, I had done some product testing for them before. So the, uh -huh. the rep that I was dealing with, she was really great. And um, actually I think it was, it was sort of funny because I, I don't, she, I, she's clearly not used to dealing with somebody with a graphic design background. I don't think because <laughs> when I, when I supplied everything back to her, she was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but to me, that's just like, you know, normal level of expectation for presenting things and yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I put it in a nice document and anyways, oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> but right, yeah. uh yeah, I mean, when I did my initial, so they they very much art directed the whole project. So yeah. it wasn't like they're like, we you can draw whatever. They're like, we right, want right. this specific image. We want you to use these specific colors. And, um, you know, this is what's kind of worked in the past. So very, very much them directing the whole project. And um, yeah, so what I did is I actually supplied my initial sketches digitally um, mm -hmm. just because I knew that if they wanted changes, it was going to be a lot easier to do them at that stage. And again, right. just for, you know, s skipping the step of scanning as well. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, like, I have one of the, the stylus pencils and, and, and iPad. And mm -hmm. so I kind of just did my concepts that way and send them to them. And that actually ended up working really well. Um, and then, we, you know, I kind of had to check in with them at certain stages with it too. Cause again, mm -hmm. colored pencil, it's very slow. It's not really erasable. We did end right. up doing some changes to a couple of them. Um, I actually did two different illustrations. I only have the packaging for one of them, but, um, uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, this is the, the toucan illustration nice. that I did for them. Yeah. Very so cool. It was just limited and it's kind of cool because there's, uh, there's a little back oh, and my name's right nice. there. It's probably backwards uh, for you, but that's so cool. 
Yeah, it's really now I'm really gonna neat, have to buy so. that. That is so <laughs> awesome. Well, you're not gonna be able to because it was only in what? Canada. So. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> I know no. it was just a limited run thing that they did, uh, but uh, I did another one with uh, with an astronaut on it. You can see the images on my um, on my Instagram. I posted them. Very but, cool. So start yeah, to no, finish. How I mean, you did two projects, right? Right. So for someone thinking about this, I mean, how so? How long? From the start of when you started having the conversations to the very end, getting it submitted and approved, how long a process was that? I think it was about three weeks. (laughs) Okay. And and that was, uh, and that was kind of like cutting it close. I mean, again, through, through my, my day job, I am very used to working with tight timelines. So for me, it was like, you know, not a big deal to kind of work within that. And like I said, it it also really helped that they very much art directed it. So it wasn't that I was sitting there trying to think of something from the beginning. They were like, we want this with this color, with these colors, whatever. So realistically, it was just a point of getting the initial illustration approved and then kind of going from there and, you know, color wise. It's kind of nice, I guess, in a way, right? Where they're telling you, they're telling you which colors to use. So that's. Yeah, it can be. I mean, it was a limited set of 24. So they, Uh they wanted to make sure that obviously the colors that you were used in the drawing, like they had them already kind of grouped out. So they shipped, they shipped the color pencils to me, like pretty much overnight. I think I got them within a couple days. And then, um, you know, in the meantime, I had started on my illustrations and that sort of thing. And, you know, I I find when you're, when you're kind of trying to build relationships with companies and this Mm -hmm. sort of thing, you know, you always kind of want to, for the most part, try to be one step ahead of them in terms of yeah. like, you know, when they ask you for something, be like, oh, I'm already on that. And actually yeah. be already on it. Like, don't lie. Right, <laughs> right. They, call you, they call you out on it and it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is but, so exciting, though. I mean, for all of my Canadian friends, I mean, run out and grab that 24 set of the color pencil <laughs> Stedler um, brand pencils. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm still trying to uh, I'm still trying to find them in store. I don't know if they're still there or not. I think they did a very limited run of them. But my my point is like for me, um, you know, they actually purchased my like the whole thing outright. So I ended up actually having to send them my drawings as well, my original oh, ones, okay. for them to scan and do whatever they needed to with them. Okay, um, I had gotcha. provided final scans and that sort of thing. But um, so you, you know, the copyright though for your work, right? Or did they purchase the copyright? So yes and no, mostly no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> mostly, okay. Mostly no, because they kind of just paid me a flat fee for the drawings. But the way, okay. the way I like, so I wouldn't be able to go and make prints of these, ah, gotcha. but, but for me, like I can share it and be like, Hey, I did yeah. this, but yeah, right. uh, you know, for, for me to now profit from these drawings or even try to use them for something else would not be good because I'm not allowed to do that. So now, would they be able to uh, use this in other marketing efforts other than what it was specifically designated? Designated for? Yeah. So, I mean, they could kind of, I mean, the, uh, the thing in the contract. Now, right? okay. Yeah. So, the thing in the contract that I did too, or the, sorry, the contract that I signed <laughs> was yeah. that, um, you know, they also say that it may or may not be even made. So, you know, they oh, kind of right. do these okay. things and they'll test them out and see like yeah. how it does and that sort of thing. But 
there's always a chance that it might not be used. So that's the other thing you kind of have to to take into consideration is is sometimes when you're working on a project until it actually goes to print, there's always a chance that something could go sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where it's good if they kind of pay you for your work initially up front. Uh, Royalties are kind of extra, but there should always be some sort of fee built in for your time, your initial time gotcha. uh, for creating whatever you've created, just because. Um, yeah. Otherwise you're, you're not getting paid for that. And it's, and you, you could have been taking a project that was paying you. Right. So and a lot um, of that's in the book, right. That. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, show notes. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've also provided another link. Um, uh, there's a woman, she has a website and she talks a lot about, um, uh, licensing and that sort of thing too. Oh, so, okay. um, and, nice. and again, like if it's something you want to get into, it's like, you know, there's a little bit more like understanding legal things and whatever, but yeah. I would say artists traditionally have a little bit of a reputation for like not wanting to understand those things, but it's so important. <laughs> <Not> that you, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know? no, I, I know. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's the same for me. I mean, I forced my, I, I was very <laughs> fortunate actually. An, an illustrator friend of mine was the one that actually recommended this book to me years ago. Oh, no. and, and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Cause I remember I, I would, somebody had contacted me about a job and I was like, Cause it's not really something they ta- they teach you a lot in school or even at all. Uh-huh. So, you know, you get out there and you're just like, well, I don't know what to do. What do <laughs> right. I charge? And so yeah. he was like, you know what? You really need to get this book. Uh, it's going to uh-huh. help you a lot. And, right. you know, I'll still kind of do some research and that sort of thing. But again, when it comes to like even just pricing. So what I was trying to say about before was that, you know, if, if there's an opportunity for you to kind of get your foot in the door and sort of build a relationship with a brand and you're just starting out, sometimes it's, you know, I would say sometimes it's probably okay to, to take it for a little bit less than you think you might want or need from it. Mm-hmm. But it, it depends on how bad you want to work with that company, right? And that yeah, said, it doesn't sense. mean that you should be taken advantage of, but right, right. one yeah, one of one of the um, illustration podcasts I listened to, they had recommended. You know, if if you want to, if you want to agree to take a job for less, uh-huh. but you don't want to set the precedent that you're always going to work that cheaply, the way to do it. And actually, I would recommend this for fine art projects too, so commissions and that sort of okay. thing. If you right. if you really want to take the project but you don't necessarily want to set the precedent that you're, that you're working for that rate all the time. Right, right, right. One, one way you can approach it is to have what you would normally charge on there and then line list it that you've given them either a new client discount or something uh, like that so that they can smart, see. Yeah. yeah. So that they can see that it's like, okay, this is what actually my normal rates are. And for this particular project, we are working under this budget or whatever. But then you're not um, selling yourself short, like indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you you have to. Um, there's a marketing name for that. What is it called? Where you're? It's not a complicated name. I just can't remember it. But anyway, <laughs> it's something about um, price. Um, you make sure that uh, the value is communicated through the price, even if yeah. you're going to sell it at a lower amount. There's a benchmark. That's way up here, but your product is somewhere uh, down below that. I can't remember what it is. Probably everyone that uh, knows marketing at all is screaming at me right now. But anyway, I should know this too, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but this is this is fascinating. Can you tell us the? Uh, I'm sure someone listening who's wanting to go down this path, 
would love to know what that uh, illustration podcast uh, name is so they can look that up too. Uh, it, this might actually be a little bit controversial because of <laughs> what's of what's been going on lately, but it's, it's oh. actually, it's the, uh, uh, it's three point perspective. It's the one oh, that, okay. yeah, it's the one that, uh, Jake, <laughs> Jake Parker, Parker and, yeah, and yeah. Will okay. Terry and Lee. Oh gosh. Lee white. Yeah. It's, so it's a good podcast though. I mean, yeah. regardless of what you, it's good for about, people who are illustrators. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. never I mean, mind these guys the know what they're talking about. Right, yeah, right. They know a little bit talking. of drama going on right now. With yeah. That, there's a little bit of drama, but, but anyway, yeah. they um, have a really, really good information for people who are very new to the industry and if you're wanting to kind of get into that they're actually really they have a lot of really helpful information and they're on youtube and stuff as well right so absolutely drama aside there's good information (laughs) there (laughs) yeah you can make up your own mind about the drama folks but anyway it is a good some people probably have no idea what we're talking about and all you have to do is is google it i'm sure google yeah google jake parker and inktober and you'll you'll be also also a a different show but yeah, yeah but uh, but yeah i really i really do you know I, I would say too like try to do your own research with that and kind of yeah. find what what sort of makes sense for you like the illustration kind of commercial art worlds can be really intimidating to get into and you kind uh, of have to just decide you know if that's really if you really have no experience working as a commercial artist or as you know like i said for me working as a graphic designer for years, mm-hmm. it wasn't that hard of a transition to take a project like this right. on. Right. Um, mostly because I'm used to working with clients. I'm used to deadlines. I'm used to, you know, revisions coming back. And, yeah. you know, I, I would say if you're really not used to dealing with somebody wanting revisions right. Um, right. for something, and I mean, to some extent, if you're doing commission work, that can happen. But, um, you know, again, it probably doesn't happen is, I mean, it's not, an art director, I would think, is, is uh, not emotionally connected to the the artwork. It, it's it's a commodity that uh, yes. they're needing. They're looking at it from yeah. a marketing perspective. Exactly. So it's not like it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not like you're doing are a, a little different. You know. You, yeah, you, you're not dealing with somebody's dog who they're like, yeah, That's exactly. not Muffin's nose. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. not they're, they're not caring about the correctness of it or anything. There, there's a, a certain uh, design element that they're looking for yeah Yeah. and chances are they're coming to you for your specific style or that sort of thing too and um you know and and again this this you know it's not to say that if you're doing you know realistic colored pencil that that can't be a thing i mean some people will have you know like you were talking about earlier they might have some issues with you know their work being on a commercial good or something. And, and that's yeah. totally fine. I mean, that's totally your choice, but yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you may even, you know, decide that you want to, um, you know, maybe you're really into high realism colored pencil, but maybe there's part of you that's like, well, I actually really like drawing little characters too. Like yeah. there could yeah. be, you know, if, if you're planning to be a full-time artist, I think, you know, this is advice that has been said by many people, but you can't, you can't rely on one specific income as your income, you know, diversifying your income in any way you can. And if you have the skills and the capability to say, do illustrative work as well, I mean, it could be a good, um, you know, potential trickle of income for you um, in the commercial space if you're able to um, get work for doing that. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. Spread, spread that out, have several (laughs) different income streams, if at all possible. That's, that's excellent advice. Yeah. Always. uh, You should. And I think too, sorry to interrupt. (laughs) No, you're fine. 
Oh, I was going to say, I think also too, it's, it's really important, especially, you know, we've all realized with the pandemic and that sort of thing, you know, yeah. if, if, if a lot of your income was doing in-person workshops, right? you know, that might not be a, an option for you right now at all. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, how do you balance out that income? And, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, there's, there's always this, this kind of, um, you know, and it was like this when I went to art school too, but there's always this sort of struggle or this whatever between the fine art and kind of commercial art side of things yeah. where it's like, they think you're selling your soul or something by doing it. But I mean, <laughs> I, I obviously am of the opinion that that's not the case, but again, like to me, I would say right. like, you know, create a separate art line that is specifically geared towards that. And, right. you know, if you're, if you're able to, offer your skills and your abilities to then create another source of income for yourself. Like, I, I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. And, right, you know, there's always, right. there's always going to be purists that feel the opposite, but, um, uh, you know, well, I'm, <laughs> I agree I'm very, with you on that. I mean, if you love and enjoy creating artwork, then I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't want to yeah. diversify that or, and, you know, I don't see why you would want to repress some area and, go be a dishwasher instead. Nothing wrong being a dishwasher, but if you could yeah. draw something instead or create some art instead, why would you not want to do that? Yeah. Anyway. And I would say too, that the other thing you have to keep in mind is that when it comes to commercial art, um, unless they are specifically coming to you because you are very well known. So for example, yeah. um, there's an illustrator, he's now turned into uh, or sort of he's, he's migrated his career more into the fine art world was his name's James Jean. And he did, um, a design for a, uh, smartphone, uh, mm -hmm. just the the outside of it, essentially it's absolutely beautiful, but I mean, huh. they're partly coming to him because people know him. And so yeah, yeah. there's, there's a mutual totally benefit there. Yeah. There's a mutual yeah. benefit there. So my, my point in that is, is that, you know, a lot of cases in commercial art, when they're buying a design for you or you're working with them on something, your, your name is not on it. Some, right, sometimes right. it'll be credited somewhere, but chances are it's not. So if you're going to be upset about people not knowing it's you, then there's that side of it too, right? Like yeah. sometimes with graphic design, I'm not going to lie. I'm happy my name's not on things because, <laughs> because, because sometimes by the time, you know, it's gone back and forth enough times, yeah. you're like, I don't want to admit I did yeah, that. That's not even <laughs> mine. <laughs> right, I'm not right. telling anyone I did that. I'm glad but, they put that in a four font yeah, right? <laughs> or a six font. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. Usually it's like, why would you, why would you do that? But, right. um, you know, that's just, that's kind of par for the course, but, um, yeah. at the same, at the same time, you know, uh, actually this is a good segue to sort of talk about, um, you know, copywriting your work. So, mm -hmm. uh, when you're talking about doing, um, commercial sales, so yes, by virtue of creating any piece of artwork, you, you, you are the copyright holder where it becomes a problem is if somebody then steals your work and you want to take any kind of legal action towards them, you right. need to have it registered with the copyright office to make sure that, you know, there's, there, there needs to be an actual <laughs> legal, uh, registration attached to it to then, kind of take legal action now again it could be yeah. different in canada versus the united states but i imagine it's somewhat similar it's similar um, yeah I, I, yeah yeah 
So that's the other thing you want to keep in mind is if you're going to start licensing your work, you probably really want to make sure that anything you know that is going to be licensed and sold on things that you can then um, take that design and also register it. And I mean, it could even, depending on the copy, the company you're working with, they might even do that for you. I don't know if that's a common practice or not, but Mm -hmm. um, something, something to keep in mind and, you know, being well known is kind of your best friend because, uh, you know, if you're lucky, then if somebody sees your, I mean, this happens on Instagram all the time and somebody will take your art and say it's theirs. And the best thing you can have are other eyes out there, you know, calling people out on it. uh, Right. Right. Yeah. And that (laughs) you're right. That is, uh, that seems to be like a, a popular thing for someone to, uh, start a channel and it's all about, grabbing someone else's artwork, putting it over there, they may or may not put the original artist's name on there. And often I see that they don't even put the original artist's name on there. I try not to follow those channels at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, um, it's... It, it's aggravating to me. Yeah, uh, this is kind that. of a side, for sure, it's kind of a side tangent, but, re- but really yeah. like uh, something to be mindful of. I mean, obviously, if you're putting your artwork out there, and I know some artists feel strongly about watermarking and not watermarking and that sort of thing. But um, I mean, anyone and I'll tell you from firsthand experience, if you are good enough at Photoshop, you can get rid of a watermark. That said, that said, yeah, you shouldn't stop you from doing it. Because I think if you feel strongly about it, like, it's still a deterrent, essentially. Yeah, it's a convention that we, um, who are honest will um, respect. Uh, Just like the lock on my my door. I don't have to lock it, but the door's (laughs) closed. That says don't come in. But if you're, you know, if you want in bad enough, uh, lock's not going to do anything. But I mean, same thing. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of a distressing comparison, but you're right. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no. Yeah, I mean, but but it is just a convention that that we say this means something. You know, that's all it is. Yeah. And again, yeah, like I said, especially when it comes to the commercial art world, you just want to make sure you're kind of protecting yourself that way. And, um, yeah, now, you know, for everyone, I don't know what if it's like uh, up there in Canada, but if if I was to register um, with the Library of Congress every time I created a piece of artwork, I, I don't remember exactly. I feel like it's between 18 and 35 I don't know why those two numbers are uh, sticking out in my head, but that's what I feel like the the price is. If I was to do that every single time uh, that I created a, a piece of artwork, I'd be busier than I am now, and and I would be spending all that money. I I don't know that I in our country anyway. You are you are the owner of the copyright because you created it, and I know it's like that in Canada. But if and I understand what you're saying. You've got to have some kind of paper trail or digital trail. So if you do post it somewhere, and I think this is your point, Barb, but I kind of want to just amplify it a little bit here. If you are posting it somewhere or sharing it or some, there's some kind of trail at all, then that can help you later on if it ever becomes some type of court dispute to say, look, I'm the one that that first did this with it and here's the date. So you establish uh, some type of trail there. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, you know, all this information is definitely available in, in the, the links that we're providing and that in more detail, because yeah. I am not a lawyer. So please do not take legal no, advice from me. I'm, I'm more just kind of giving you a disclaimer. 
<laughs> yeah, and, but, but there are a lot of uh, things to uh, to consider. Uh, and yeah. if you think, oh, well, that'll never happen to me, my artwork will never be ripped off, blah blah blah. Um, it, I I can tell you, I know a I know a lot of artists now that have had their artwork ripped off. So uh, yeah. within you know, given enough time, and if you produce enough work, it it will probably happen. So. Yeah, it's really, it's really unfortunate. And yeah. I've had a few conversations lately with people who have done that. And yeah. I mean, I can't say that I, um, yeah, I can't say that I can understand why, why well, I know why they're doing it, but like, yeah. Why they, That's was, they another show. off artwork? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Like when they're just sharing it on their, say their Instagram and saying it's theirs, oh, but it's oh. not. I mean, well, maybe they, they um, grew up on Pinterest and they thought it was like a Pinterest. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. So that's a different. I, know, yeah. Scenario. I also like to think too, though, at the end of the day, like if they are like, what are they hoping to get from it? Right. So yeah, yeah. for example, if they end up, um, you know, uh, getting commissions from it let's say yeah, or okay. whatever how they're gonna get they're gonna be outed really quickly, Very <laughs> you know quickly. what i mean because yeah. if they don't have that level of ability of whatever yeah. they've stolen from you how right. are they gonna like how right right <laughs> like they're like they're they're not, not gonna, gonna be able gonna break down quick <laughs> no like they're gonna they're gonna be outed super quick so if they're yeah, doing yeah. it just to gain followers i mean i'm sure i could we could go down a rabbit hole of yeah. all the potential reasons of why we they're could. doing it but like and, and i will say too that part of it is that i if if i'm not mistaken i think copyright laws in some other countries are a little bit loosey-goosey yeah they are that's right <laughs> so they might they might have a different under like not that stealing anyone else's artwork is ever right but who knows right. what their reason is at the end right, of the right. day like you know there you can report it to instagram you can do all these things when it comes to to take it back yeah. <laughs> when it comes to commercial art if you end up having to get right. in any kind of a legal battle with somebody you just want to make sure you have all your boxes checked in terms of what right. is going to give you the best arsenal to go into any kind of litigation with and again, Barb and I are, we're, we're talking off the top of our head and we're spitballing. We're not lawyers. Um, we don't, you know, and, and this shouldn't be legal advice for anyone uh, either. We're, we're sharing our opinion though. Here's one thing. I just, I, I've got to say this since we're close to this type of topic, I, I do want to say this. You should not post your work and then say the reference was from something I found on Pinterest. <laughs> Okay, stop it. Stop doing that. <laughs> Some people still doing that? Yeah, I've seen people do that. Yeah. Oh. More than once. And um, yeah, it's not just a random image that's free for all on Pinterest. Pinterest is uh, this consortium of images that belong somewhere. And there is an artist, there's a, an originator of that work. So you have to follow that back. You cannot. Can't do that. So whoever's doing There's that, a, right. a lot of people <laughs> living right, on the edge out there, John. What's that? <laughs> a lot of people living on the edge out there. They're yeah, just, I guess so. They're All just right. like, I don't care. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we got some good links for you over there in the show notes. Anything else, Barb, before we uh, wrap up here? Yeah, actually, I have a challenge that I've partnered with Colored Pencil Magazine on. Uh, oh, nice. If you go, 
Yeah. If you head over to my Patreon or my Instagram, I talk about it. Um, there's, uh, essentially what had happened did I, I had found my childhood colored pencils and then went and found some of my drawings I had done. And one of the drawings I did, cool. I thought it would be really cool to just recreate it now as an adult with, you know, my skills are uh, obviously yeah. better and that sort yeah. of thing. So, um, yeah, I reached out to colored pencil magazine to talk to them about doing an article about it. And nice. then it's now turned into a bit of a, like, join me in the challenge sort of thing. Oh, and cool. if you submit your before and after artwork to the magazine, you have the chance to be featured in the January issue. Wow. So, that's so cool. And that, yeah. so, uh, a deadline, do you know the deadline right now? Yeah. Or? Uh -huh. Yeah, so the deadline's December first. Unfortunately, it's a little quick, so don't uh, don't That's overthink this bad, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not too bad. Don't overthink it. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, essentially, the point of it is just to kind of see how far you've come, so you can either. I mean, I I have all my childhood drawings, but if you do not, it could be something from you know two three years ago or oh, whatever okay. you feel. Okay. You know, you can you can show sort of uh, uh, I guess a, a a growth in your ability yeah. i mean this challenge happens on instagram nice. all the time and stuff too but for me i thought it would uh it would be cool to involve you know the listeners out there and you know some of the some of the readers of color pencil yeah. magazine just to join in and 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 it's yeah, really great because sometimes yeah sometimes you get so like oh, i just want to get better i just want to get better but you actually have gotten better yeah. you just yeah. you don't really notice until you kind of put the two pieces side by side so right. um so the only stipulation with it is it either needs to be a recreation of the exact same drawing the way you would do it now or mm. at least the same subject matter so oh, if it was yeah. a tiger you don't have to necessarily do the same tiger but it needs to still be be a tiger kind of thing. It can't so. be a tabby kitten, in other words. I mean, no. <laughs> okay, no. very cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it'd be really fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing what everyone creates. Yeah. Uh, you can you can, uh, you can tag me on Instagram at Barb Sooty Art if uh, you want to show me what you did, or if you want a chance to be featured in the magazine, you can. Um, there's a special page, and I'll give you the link for that as well, John, where awesome. you can upload okay. your artwork. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Very cool. That That is exciting. So fun. I want to see a lot of entries from all of you guys. Okay. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, so fun having you on the show. Thanks for coming back again. Appreciate no it. No problem. My problem. All right. So if you would like to submit a question for the show, you can do that by going over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, clicking on the banner over on the right-hand side, or you can always email podcast at sharpenedartist.com you can uh, create your own little voice message on your phone you know it's so easy to do and then send that over through email as well and uh, i can't guarantee that it will be on the show there may be other similar questions but you never know if it'll get on the show and it will not absolutely won't be on the show if you don't send one all right you can also phone one in at 513-301-0005 this is a weekly show and I'll talk to you again next week. Until then, take care and stay sharp. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.